0: it is october 25th of 2023 it's currently eight fifty one p.m and welcome to another episode of prairie avenue Woo! if there was theme music it would sound a lot more interesting but welcome back we have a lot to talk about today there is uh, a great football episode it's just going to be dedicated to the chargers and rams today i need to get i need to get through it because we've seen crazy stuff happened for mlb we need to catch up on that there's a lot of hockey lakers started so we just need to get this episode out of the way because it's wednesday and the games happen on sunday so we need to get through it all right and we're going to just start off with the rams chargers and we're going to go over what happened these past few days in baseball and we'll go ahead and just tie it up there so let's go ahead and get started it's kind of feels a little rushed so let me slow down um I've, I've had a pretty good week just some good week at classes had a presentation maybe you know met up with some friends for some pumpkin patch carving i've had just a good week it's just you know work a little bit not that that actually surprisingly not that tired i'm pretty sure i'm like re rejuvenated because my birthday is a sunday and i'm not that i'm excited but i guess i'm a little bit excited to have my birthday so, that's probably what's keeping me so energized through my my work week. So, really happy about that, that I'm not so sluggish. Uh, had some good gym days. Had back today. I guess, maybe that's it. Maybe I need to share that too. I'm a big gym person. So, anyways. So, let's go ahead and get started. We have a pretty good week. But the Rams did not have a good week. Look, I watched the whole game. It, it was horrible. Just. So, it. To put this in perspective, okay, Kenny Pickett went seventeen for twenty-five, which two hundred thirty yards, and Matthew Stafford went fourteen for twenty-nine, for two hundred thirty-one yards with an interception and a touchdown. It, it was it was rough, okay. Look, the the first half we had him, okay. The throughout the, the the entire first half, I was fairly confident that I was like, you know what, the Rams, I feel like we could take this win, and to be honest. When it came down to like my my actual, you know, I have my schedule and I have my checks or my Xs depending on if we're gonna win that game or not. This was a big check for me. They've been such a fourth quarter heavy dominant, just to try to come back team that I was like, there's no way we would allow that, right? Like at least one team would stop that, and they you know, they obviously did it to the to the to the Ravens. Like, I wasn't so worried. And we go into the first half, we, we end the second half, we end the first half 9-3, to three, and I'm like, you know what, fuck it, whatever, we had some missed kicks by by Brett Maher, I think the extra point, and he also miss, missed a field goal, I was losing my fucking mind, but I I knew that after that second missed field goal, and, and how wide it went, I think even watching his face and seeing, I think, ha- uh, Havenstein went up to him, it felt like the moment that he was, like, he knew, He was going to get cut. Getting cut means like you're released from the team. And I could see it in his eyes. And here we are. And then on Monday, he was officially released by the Los Angeles Rams. So Brett Maher is no longer a Ram. That's got to suck. And as a kicker, I think... And especially being in the NFL, being in the NFL for so long, unless you do your job well consistently, you will never have a job. I love Justin Tucker. He's the best kicker in the league. He plays for the Ravens. But I guarantee you, if he has a bad stretch for, like, a few weeks where just missing kicks and stuff, he's either going to get benched or cut. Most likely just benched because of his stature. But Brett Maher, you're a one-year deal. You're not guaranteed shit and got, got cut. So when he missed those kicks, I was like, what the fuck was that? You know, it's it's so stupid. I honestly expected it better. And it's just like, you know, you, you're given a shot to really prove yourself and, you know, show that I was a great cow- cowboy kicker and except for that one one playoff match and I could do it elsewhere and he just didn't. So um, all good luck and, w- and best wishes to Maher and it the rest of his career. But the point is, is that the, fi- the missed kicks can really demoralize you as a team. Like you're so like, fuck, again? Again, are you kidding me? We could have been up by like another touchdown score and the game could have possibly been tied with two field goals and extra point. That's seven points and we lost by seven points. If you would have made those kicks, we could have possibly been tied or the game would have swayed a different way. Now we go into the third quarter, we score eight to kind of make up for that missed extra point and uh, Pittsburgh, you know, comes back with the touchdown. By the time we're actually up 17 to 10. So you feel fairly confident. And the moment that took over was that Matthew Stafford interception. And I think to what's well, TJ Watt, like right on the yard line and, and gave them the, the golden light to just take off. And that's, that's when we saw the momentum shift. There were so many missed throws by Stafford. I couldn't tell whether he just just didn't like the read and just wanted to get rid of it. So he chucked it as hard as he could and just overshot everybody. Really, really it was an okay performance by Stafford. I'm not going to say it was horrible, but you could tell he just wasn't feeling himself compared to other weeks. But still, we saw some great plays, and I think, yes, we lost, but there's stuff to take away from this loss. There's a there's a few good key elements to it, okay? And that th- this is what I want to go over. So if you don't know, there's this guy named Puka Nakua on the team, which you should know who he is. He was our fifth-round draft pick, you know, typically when you're drafted after like the third round, you're not really expected to be amazing. You're kind of either just a role player or maybe they they find that diamond in the rough. And Nakua has been that diamond in the rough of this draft, which is just someone who falls behind in the late rounds and gets selected. So he got selected by the Rams and he's just balling out, aiming for a historic season. Now, look, so let, let me go in depth about this. OK, so Matthew Stafford, a quarterback, is having an OK game. Our running backs in Kyron Williams and Ronnie Rivers are two starters, or kind of our two our RB one and RB two that were supposed to be with us for the entire year are both injured, and they're going to be out for a couple weeks. Our other um, running back Miles Gaskin hurt, so we signed Royce Freeman and Daryl Henderson. And they both play like pretty decent, but just you could tell it's their first game with us. They've only been with the team for like three days. You can't expect them to be amazing so they weren't and going to our catching or receiving we had puka nakua tutu awa and cooper cup now look this is something i need to explain cooper cup is not gonna have a great game every day that's guaranteed it's like how could you be an athlete and just go out there and have an amazing game every day kobe bryant had bad days out on the court LeBron has had shitty days out on the court. Every player is going to have those shitty days, and what makes you great is how you overcome that. That's the most cliche saying, but it's true. How can you come out of fucking up this entire game and come out the next game and ball out? We've seen Cooper Cub do it millions of times, so I'm not worried. But what I think the good news to take out of it was, yes, Cooper Cub dropped like two passes in a row, and you can tell that it just wasn't going to be his day. And from what I've heard of, and it's not even heard, but seen of other teams, having that great wide receiver too just makes it all so much worth it. Because now Cooper Cup is getting the first read, and if he's not open or whatever, he's going to look at Puka, right? It's just a system. Now Cooper Cup dropped two passes. Maybe it's not his game. So what? Matthew Stafford starts going for a little bit more for Puka, and Puka balls out. That toe-tab catch while being pushed outside about Amazing. Just really, really good play by Puka Nakua. Just open. And that, that felt good. It gives you a little bit of hope. Like, hey, one game, Puka's not going to be doing so well. Like last week, Puka, I think, only had like 60-something yards. But Cooper Cup had 150. Now, this, now, this past game against the Steelers, Cooper Cup only had 29 yards, which is horrible. And Puka Nakua had 154. So it's kind of like that offset balance of where you're like, okay, well, see, Cooper Cup's not going to have a good day, but thank God we have Puka Nakua where he could just come in and and clutch. So that's something that as a Rams fan, if you're listening to this, just, yes, we lost. We took the L. Playoffs is still stretch. We could still fight for it, but it's a stretch. But you got to be happy at the fact that our future is looking nice with still Cooper Cup, who... Honestly, it's showing flashes that because he's about to turn thirty years old does not mean it's he's gonna slow down. And yeah, Puka Nakua still on his rookie contract and he's gonna do great. So it's it's great signs by both sides. Um like you know, like I, I just think it's 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 something to look forward to. Sorry, I'm kinda getting my words a little bit it's they're becoming a little bit difficult to get out, so let me refresh. But they're just it's just good news, okay? Something to look forward to in the future. It was a really shitty game. I hated it, but we played the Cowboys on Sunday on my birthday, and hopefully the Rams give me a birthday present and win. So Now, I think it's a winnable game. I honestly do. Dak Prescott has just been not himself. Yes, they are 4-2, but to be honest with you, they played the Giants, they played the Jets, they played the Cardinals, and they played the Patriots. The Cowboy, sorry, and then they played the Niners and the Chargers. I'm not so like, oh my god, like they lost to the Cardinals, yes, but they lost to the Niners too. Like I don't know, they haven't played the best of the best teams, and I think Rams, what we're doing so well is really showing out when it matters, and we perform to our best ability at any at any given moment. So I'm gonna give it to the Rams. I think it's going to be a close one, like 17-14. I think both quarterbacks can going to be kind of struggling, and running and the running game is going to be pretty, um, pretty important. So let's keep an eye out for that this Sunday. So let's move on to the Chargers, okay? We have a little bit more to cover. I think the Chargers were supposed to be, like, the team to look out for this year, especially in the AFC West. The AFC West was supposed to be, like, this amazing conference, and it's just the Chiefs running away with it still. With the Chargers struggling, the Raiders struggling, and the Broncos just dog shit still. One more, again, dog shit. Now look, against the Chiefs, I think they put up a fight both, I think by halftime, only down by seven. Like It wasn't impossible, but just the third quarter was so, so boring. And um, Justin Herbert throwing those two interceptions, almost going for less than 60% and his conversions, like, it was really bad, but their running game was on some shit. Joshua Kelly going for 75, Austin Eggler for 45, Joshua Palmer balling out on 133 yards, just deep drives, so, you know, I I thought it was, I thought it was a great game, I'm not upset about it, I think, like, the Chargers can produce with the offense, it's just their defense has just been struggling, Khalil Mack, even after that five-game sack game against the Raiders, like, I'm not like, oh, my God, he's back to form. Like, no, he's not. You know, we haven't seen that great of flashes, and Joey Bosa has just not been it either. So, um, yeah, man, he's just kind of... Joey Bosa has really just been not, like, relevant on the field at all. And he's supposed to be, like, their star defensive rookie of the year, uh, former rookie of the year. So, the Chiefs, though, just balling out. Uh, you know, Travis Kelsey with Taylor Swift and... Patrick Mahomes is doing his thing still. Just you can't you can't argue get against it. But look, like I said with the Rams, when you have two good receivers, like you have let's say Cooper Cup is their Travis Kelsey, and Pukanakua is either their freaking Valdez Scantling or it's McKinnon or it's Tony. Like he has great receivers, and that game may happen to be Scantling. And, you know, you can't really try to double team two people at once. And so you know, it was an okay game by the Chargers, but they're supposed to be, like, these playoff contention team, and they're not. They played the Bears this Sunday. I do think it's possible for them to catch the win. 100%. I mean, the Bears are dog shit, but I'm just nervous. I don't know why. I don't feel like I should be nervous, but they're playing here at SoFi. But the Chargers have a fairly easy schedule, I think, to be honest. Like, they play the Bears. That should be a win. The that Char- They play the Jets. That should be a win. The Lions, they could upset, but they'll probably lose. Packers should win. Ravens should probably win, but still, the Ravens have just been better. Patriots win. Broncos win. Raiders win. Like, they're more than capable of getting at least to a 500 record, if not a winning record. So keep a lookout for them. They're supposed to be the better team, but they're not. So let's go Rams. Hopefully they win. Let's go Chargers too, but, you know, we, we are Rams fans around here. And to finally top off this episode, I know I'm, I'm just kind of ranting today. It doesn't feel like it's structured compared to other episodes, but I wanted to go over what happened in MLB. So World Series starts this Friday. Rangers, Diamondbacks, holy shit, who would have ever thought? And one way to put it, put this series, is that the Diamondbacks have no business being there, and the Rangers have all their business being there. OK, the Rangers made so many signings like they they spent money, money to get these players so many trade line acquisitions. They made some fucking moves. They said we're going all in. They, they said they're playing poker. They put all their chips in and the Diamondbacks were a little bit like kind of calling here and there matching the, the bids. But they were like, fuck it. We'll just see what we got. And their production out of Tommy Pham, Christian Walker. Marte, Perdomo, um, Emmanuel Rivera, Moreno, um, Moreno. What the fuck am I saying? Corbin Carroll, who's just been for sure gonna either be Rookie of the Year, I think, because his first, I think he qualifies this year. So balling out. It's it's a good matchup. You have the underdog. You have the team that's supposed to win it. And after the Diamondbacks beat the Phillies, I honestly, I I, I didn't know. I don't know. There's I'm supposed to put like a, a bet out there who wins, but after the the Diamondbacks what they just did to Philly, I'm honestly honestly so confused on who to go for. Now I'm like holy shit were the Diamondbacks always this good and I was just not paying attention. You went from wild card all the way now to like barely getting a chance to make it to the playoffs. Now you're in the World Series having a chance to take it home take it all. That's insane. Um, I obviously hate the Diamondbacks right now because they beat the Dodgers, but you got to give them credit, and they're getting hot at the right time. The Texas Rangers got hot at the right time right at the end, so now it's like who comes in swinging first, who's going to take that first game, and I think taking that first game is crucial. Uh, To be real with you, this is my bet, whoever takes game one is is winning the World Series. That's my call. So, we'll see how that goes. But sorry, I had to turn around, but I, I, whoever takes, whoever takes the first game, I think wins it all. If I were to put a better prediction out there, you can keep my word on this. I'm going to say, let's go ahead and go with, oh no, I'm like buying time with my words right now. If I really want to put some money on it, I'm going to say Texas four two Texas uh wins in six so we'll see how that goes but texas wins in six for sure okay that's that's it texas wins in six and texas is going to ball out and you know start it up uh we also saw the unfortunate i think i think dusty baker officially called it from the houston astros look uh if you don't know the backstory of the astros i can explain it a little bit the astros were caught cheating in i think the 2019 world series against uh oh my god who were they against i don't think it was the dodgers i think it was the dodgers and yeah it was the dodgers i'm tripping they were caught cheating and it was really really shitty right a lot of dodgers fans hated them um the entire mlb hated them they people were pissed off that the mlb didn't like suspend the players for longer they just said like Okay, whoever was like going to be suspended for like 20 games. They're like, fuck that. Don't let them play for a whole year. They cheated. And after it was proven, it was crazy. They didn't really get big repercussions. So their their coach, oh, my God, he's a coach for the Tigers. now. I don't have his name, but he got let go. He goes to the Tigers now. And they bring in Dusty Baker. And Dusty Baker is a very well-respected manager and coach within Major League Baseball. And he comes in and he changes that shit up. Because think about it, you're a team now that's like, oh my god, we just got caught cheating, and the entire, entire MLB organization, like MLB, um, like company, the industry, every fan across the U.S. hates us, and they got some shit in 2020 and 2021. You every anytime you watch an Astros game, every batter to go up who was a part of that team would get booed the entire at bat. Everyone, including me, when I saw Carlos Corral, we just booed the shit out of him because you cheated and you're going to live with that for the rest of your career. And Dusty Baker just came in and said, fuck that. We're not living up to that name. We're just going to, we're going to stay professional and we're going to win up our own, our own way. And that's exactly what they did. They won. in they obviously in 2020, the Dodgers won in 2021. Houston, um, the Braves won, but the Houston against Houston. And then in 2022, the Houston Astros won. But bringing them to seven straight ALCSs this year, unfortunately, they weren't able to make it to the World Series. But Dusty Baker just, I'm sorry, but he changed that shit. And I'm glad for what he did. He came into a really hard situation after the team being called a bunch of cheaters and now coming in and being um, solidifying himself as one of the best managers to ever live. So shout out to Dusty. Wish him all the best. And yeah, man, I think this is going to be a great series. I feel bad for Philly. You know, Bryce Harper, uh, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, they balled out and they just didn't get hot and they lost the momentum. And I think Bryce really, really, really wanted it this year. And I don't know. I had a really big faith in Philly. I was, I was Philly all in. But what can you do? But as for that, that'll be the end of the, this episode. Just uh, keep an eye out for two Sunday games um, on October 29th bears here at chargers and sofi stadium and then we're at the cowboys uh the rams and hopefully you watch catch some games of the world series and let's go texas win in six but let's just have a bomb ass series but as for that thank you for listening to another episode of prairie avenue if you'd like please like leave a, a rating on spotify like you can just rate it five stars because i know it's amazing but thank you so much for listening and i will see you tomorrow on october 26th